Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. It's great to be with you. I hope that you can bear with me today. I've got the Alabama pollen allergies going on. I don't know. Um, I was talking to someone who is a digger up above up north and they said she said they had pre-pollen well i don't think we have pre-pollen here i think we just have the full scale pollen from starting about the middle of march to going all the way almost to june and we talk like this while we have it so um but i wouldn't want to live anywhere else i'm very grateful that i get to live in north alabama and i get to live in a valley where the pollen is amazing So we are going to be talking about love as our chapter this month is about love. We're on Digabit number three, and we're talking about a conversation about love from John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. Our premise here, though, definitely for this month is that if we love him, we will obey him. If we love him and the way that we show that we love him is by obedience to his commands. And I took us over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 for sort of an expose about what obedient faith looks like, which is love. And and that chapter talks about the love of Christ for us that is what motivates us to obey. And so our emphasis this weekend or this uh, month is that when we love Christ, when we are friends, when we have a relationship of friendship with Christ, we are obedient to Christ. So I want us to look for a minute about one, just one of the commendations, and this is a short commendation that Jesus gave of someone in Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7. And it is at the beginning of the chapter, and it says, When Jesus had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. I have looked at the place where Jesus entered into Capernaum. I have been there. And it says that there was a centurion's servant who was dear to the centurion, and he was sick and just about ready to die. And when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent him to the elders of the Jews begging him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him earnestly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loves our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. And then Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, Don't trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come to you, but say in a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority and having under me soldiers. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. Here's the commendation. And turned around and said to the people who followed him, I say to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. It's just very interesting that 
Jesus said this about a man who was a Roman centurion. He had a centurion with someone by the very name means that he had a hundred soldiers under his watch and he could command those soldiers at any time to do his bidding. And so we have a centurion here, a man who had a hundred soldiers under him. And this centurion is the one, a Roman, who garners this praise from God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he hasn't seen this much faith, even in the people who were supposed to be the faithful, the Jews, up until the time of Jesus coming. He hadn't seen that much faith in those to whom the Ten Commandments were delivered at Mount Sinai and to whom the prophets spoke. He saw more faith in this Roman. And so I think it's important for us to key in on exactly what was this commendation about. Why did Jesus have such high praise for this Roman centurion? And we're going to look at that from chapter 7. Let's just walk down through the verses. A centurion's servant who was dear to the centurion was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus... He sent to him the elders of the Jews. Now, why could this Roman centurion send the rulers of the Jews? Why could he send them to Jesus? Well, the reason he could is because the centurion was over the Jews. The centurion, the very reason the centurion was there in Capernaum was because he was keeping the Jews subject to the Roman Empire. Now, the Jews enjoyed some freedom. The Jews could worship Jehovah God, but they were still very much under the thumb of Roman oppression. And so this centurion saw his servant who was sick and had heard about Jesus the Christ. He had heard about the healing power of Jesus the Christ. And so he could just summon the rulers, the elders of the Jews to go and find Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his servant. So the first thing I want us to notice is that this centurion took time for his servant. He took time to try and heal or have healed his servant. That shows a certain amount of humility, and we're going to even see more of humility here. But I first want us to just notice that this man's faith is going to be commended. And one of the basic characteristics of great faith was humility. He did not think he was the be-all, end-all just because he was the ruler, the centurion. He even said, I am subject to the authority of other people, although I have a hundred under me. He was a man who realized that he was under authority and thus he was an humble man and took time for his servant to try and find a resource for the healing of his servant. When he had heard of Jesus, he obviously had some belief in Jesus. He sent the elders of the Jews to beg him that Jesus would come and heal his servant. And so when these elders came to Jesus, they besought him. Uh, some of your versions may say instantly. It really means gently and earnestly saying that the man was worthy of whom he should do this, for whom he should do this. This man that we're asking you to come and heal his servant, this man is worthy. Now, do the Jews generally like the Romans? 
No, there was animosity, obviously, between the Romans and the Jews because the Romans had their thumb on the Jews. And in fact, the Jews' belief about the Messiah in general, if they believed in Jesus, was that he was a Messiah who had come to set up an earthly kingdom and defeat the Romans. That was the prominent belief of these elders of the Jews. But they came to Jesus and begged him that he would come and heal the servant of the centurion. I just want you to notice, secondly, that this centurion had a good reputation. He had preserved his good name, even among those who generally in that day should have hated him. They still respected him. And why did they respect him? Well, that's the next characteristic. So we have humility. I'm writing these down as I go. And then after humility, we have a protected reputation. And now we're going to see why he had this protected reputation. It says, for he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. This man, whether or not he believed in the Jewish faith, he does have some trust in the Son of God here. He sent the elders of the Jews to Jesus, and they had to go to Jesus because whether or not they believed in Jesus, they had to obey the Roman centurion. So he sent these elders to Jesus, and these elders said he is a worthy man. He had a great reputation because he has loved our nation, the Jewish nation, and he has built us a synagogue. I tell you what next we have is generosity on the part of this man. Now, I don't know if the Roman, I don't know how much of the money for this synagogue could have possibly come from the Roman Empire, but I know that this man was generous in supporting the faith of the Jews here. It says this man has built us a synagogue. So I'm going to put generosity was a part of this man's faith. Humility, a protected reputation, and generosity here. I saw that synagogue in Capernaum. I What a privilege it was to go and look at that synagogue. Now, the one that you really see was built in the 4th or 5th century B.C., but down below it, you, it's white, it's light-colored, but down below it, you can see this other foundation that's dark rock. It's basalt rock, and that is what most archaeologists believe to be the foundation of the 1st century synagogue possibly, probably even, the one that was built here by this centurion in Luke chapter 7. So Jesus went with them, and when he wasn't far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. So we're going to put a check mark beside humility. We see that again. He realized that before Jesus, he wasn't worthy. Wherefore, I didn't think myself worthy to come to you, but just say in one word and my servant shall be healed. Oh, a big part of trust here is a big, big part of faith is trust, belief, and that is what faith is. So we have trust in Jesus and implicit trust. I mean, he wasn't just saying, would you try and see if my servant will be healed? He said, you don't come into my house because I'm not worthy, but you just say the word and my servant will be healed. 
And then he goes on to explain, For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. I just want you to see that this man respected, had a great respect for authority. He realized that he was a man under authority, and he realized how authority worked. And obviously, he realized that involved in commanding people was also caring about people because this is a servant for whom he is begging Jesus here. So we have humility, double dose of humility. We have a protected reputation. We have generosity. We have trust in God. And we have respect for authority involved in the faith of this centurion. So when Jesus heard these things, he marveled and turned him about and said to the people that followed him, I say to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. I just want to go ahead and tell you that when you have this combination of faithful characteristics, and let's name them one more time, humility, a protected reputation, generosity, trust in God, and respect for authority, when you have that combination, you're going to be able with your, with your faith to influence other people. And that's just what the centurion did. Jesus turned around and said, look at this man. I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Even if you are not an elder in the church, even if you are not um, respected as a politician in the community, even if you don't have a lot of degrees behind your name, if you have this combination, you will be effective for Christ. And Christ is the one who made a way for this centurion to be effective in his influence. And Christ can make a way for you to be effective with your influence if you have these seeds of greatness embedded in the faith that you have for God. I love this example. I was amazed because I went to look at a couple of commentaries and where I looked, this centurion was almost just overlooked. I mean, there was just very, very little that was said about him in the comments. I was actually reading Barnes, and there was very little that was said about him. But when I look at this text, I see some characteristics that if we will work to develop and pray to develop, I mean, make this list. God, help me to be humble before you and before men. Help me to protect my name that you have given me, the reputation that I have. Help me to be generous to those people around us around us who are in need. Help me to trust you implicitly. I really need to work on that. Going through some rough patches in life right now, and I really need to work on trusting God and knowing that as long as I'm doing His will, He has promised that he will do the caring for me. First Peter 5, 7, Romans 8, 28, Matthew 6, 33. He's going to make sure I have the things that I need if I'm seeking him first. And then respect for authority. Respect for authority is integral in our faith system. If we do not have a respect for the authority of the scriptures, then we will not follow those scriptures Um faithfully and we will not be approved in the last day because it is the words of Christ that will judge us in the last day. I hope that you've enjoyed this little study of the centurion. This is dig a bit number three. We'll have one more. The podcast will be 
this Thursday night. I believe that's the 28th. I hope you listen to this before the 28th, but the video podcast, the longer one, will be on Thursday night this month, just because this month we are having our gospel meeting with Hiram Kemp. If you are local around the Huntsville, Decatur, Florence, uh, Hartsville, Falkville area, would love to invite you to come and hear Hiram Kemp at the West Huntsville Church of Christ tonight at 7, uh, tomorrow night at 7, because I'm telling you, you will not, he will not disappoint. And most of all, the Word of God will not disappoint. And when you leave, you will be stronger than when you walked in those doors. And isn't that the goal? Thanks, and I hope you have a great afternoon.